Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 140, Aaron Millo. Uh, first up on the show this week, Neil, Aaron, and Curtis are talking about the new eShop release, Armillo. Spoilers, they liked it. Uh, and then after that, Scott and Zach K catch up about some of the PC games they've been playing lately and how they wish Nintendo would do Steam sales. Enjoy the episode. Hey, and welcome to Connectivity, where we're going to talk about a brand new Wii U eShop game. They're, they're coming in droves lately. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Fuzzy Wuzzy Games is Armillo. <laughs> and I'm Neil Ronahan, and with me today is Curtis Bonds. What's up? And making his NWR podcast debut, Aaron Brown. Hello, how are you? Oh, that's a, that's a very sultry voice you have there. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we've all been playing Armillo. Uh, both Aaron and Kurt have beaten it. I'm I'm about it seems like two thirds of the way through, something like that. Um, and Aaron, you wrote the review for us. You gave it an eight out of ten. So I guess uh, kind of introduce Armillo and and tell us what you liked about it. Okay, so if you didn't read the review, it's a puzzle action platformer where you play as an an armadillo and you roll around in these. Um, Spheric worlds, and uh, basically, it's just a fun game overall. By um, with the puzzles mixed in, and you just kind of carousing through these worlds, uh, going through these obstacles, and taking out enemies and such. Um, there's abilities that are really fun to use. I thought, um, and basically, it's just really a well put together game i thought with all the stuff they added in yeah because i mean when i when i find kind of interesting about it is that every level is very linear it seems like for, yeah for, for the, the most part, part yeah, yeah. Well, well well it's very linear when you first go through it but then when you get different abilities you can go back to earlier levels and then they kind of branch off more which i think is kind of like a, a good way to do that because then you have that like all right you just want to burn through the story that's fine but if you want more you can go back and, and get all the, the the blue critters. They're literally called critters, aren't they? There's no. Yeah. I'm fairly sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's the there's the blue critters that you can collect, and then there's also the blue orbs that you collect yeah. to buy upgrades. Yeah, that would be it would be pretty shitty of Armillo to just be like, hey, here's this blue guy I saved. Can you give me an upgrade for him? <laughs> how much How much is he worth on the black market? But it's it's really. I mean, it's kind of a weird game that I don't know if there's, like, a direct analog. It it kind of brings back, at least to me, like, a lot of those, like, I, I feel like it's disrespectful saying knockoff 3D platformers on the N64, but that is kind of what it feels. It's like, you know... Yeah, that's what, that's what I kind of... Yeah, that's what I kind of gathered from it, too. It kind of feels like uh, just an experimental, like, N64, PlayStation 1 era kind of platformer game, which, like I said, isn't a knock against game, because I absolutely love those kinds of games yeah uh, it reminds me i think that the closest i can think of to a game that i have played is actually the munchables which was a wii game i think published by namco bandai um, and i think it was internally developed by them it was it came out in i think 2008 2009 um but it was basically just this kind of like platformer although that one had a little more of a katamari like bent as mm -hmm. you kind of ate things and got bigger um, but just the way that felt where you were like kind of this ball rolling around or even to blob to an extent how you were a, a blob, but that 
that's more in how it controls, not necessarily how the gameplay is, because I think the gameplay is kind of more stylistically almost like a a weird version of Mario Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I kinda kinda got that vibe too with uh blasting off to like different parts of the planet and yeah. just like, you know, kind of the spherical worlds uh like like what it was mentioned earlier. Uh you know, I kinda got that vibe too and I kinda got kinda saw some inspiration from like games like Marble Madness or Yeah. Uh like a there's this early, early Xbox Live arcade game called uh, I think it was called Marble Blast Ultra. Yep. Yep. And there was yep. actually I think uh the Cobra Rimpa games that were on Wii as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just it just feels just at it just the feel of the game is just absolutely yeah. uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh it it's pleasure it's pleasurable. It's just it's just feels easy going. It's whimsical. Whimsical, it's, it's exactly. Cute. Yeah, it just it just feels so free flowing. It's just like I don't feel like I am wrestling the controls at all. Like Armilla just does exactly what I want him to do when he's just rolling around and stuff. I I don't feel like I'm just losing yeah. control of him. And it just it's you know that just feels really good. It's one of the best feeling games I've played in a long time. Yeah, I mean definitely the controls feel really smooth. I think my only complaint as far as maneuvering maneuvering the armadillo around is that sometimes I feel like it's it's hard to judge depth. So like there were times where like I was on a moving platform and I'd be like, you know, jumping to go somewhere else and I yeah. thought I made the jump, but it just happened to be like, oh no, there was a spike there and you hit it and I you know, from my angle I couldn't really tell that. Yeah, that and could I, be a little problematic to kind of It's a judge. minor problem though. Yeah, it's it's very minor cuz like uh you know, I I had I had issues trying to judge depth myself, but at the same time it's just it's when it came down to it, it never really became that much of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just looks like I'm having trouble, like, you know, judging the depth, but it's like, you know, it always works out for me in the end. <laughs> so it's just, I'm taking a leap of faith and it rewards me yeah. for that. Yeah. I thought there was, there was a, a couple dark spots too, or like I was just cruising around so fast and I didn't realize that there was like a pit and then I would just fall <laughs> in. That's how they get you. I, I I didn't feel like there were as many gotcha moments like that. I kind of expected it to happen. And may, mm. maybe because I was expecting them to just be like, oh, yeah, you're going to be cruising from this area and then you're going to fucking die. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I expected that. Maybe I avoided it, but it didn't. It felt like the, the level design to an extent was, was kind of smartly done in a way that, yeah, we're going to let you just go really fast to this area without worrying about, you know, instant death. And then here you're going to have to dodge some enemies and, and you know, have this fireball chase you over here so that way it blows up these things so you can get mm -hmm. get to the next area. And speaking of level design, what I really liked is the, the post-level, mini-level, where you go and collect those orbs and your time is set on how many blue critters you've collected from the main levels. And yeah, then you those... can also get an upgrade. Um, I don't think we've mentioned... Well, we mentioned that you could get upgrades, but there's like a store and you unlock more upgrades as you get through the game that then mm -hmm. like they do stuff like give you an extra heart, give you an extra life. Cause you do, you are limited to lives in this game. You'll have uh initially two per level. Yeah. And, and, right yeah, now, and I, in, I have a boost up to get three. Yeah. And in some of those later levels, you'll definitely need way more lives. Yeah. Is, yeah. This game, this um, game is pretty tough, but it's like, it's a, it's a very fair kind of tough. Like I, I never yeah. really thought like this game was unfair in the ways that you can, you know, die. Well, there is one area that I think is, well, I, I'm not even going to say unfair. I think just bad. 
and that's mm-hmm. the 2D bonus levels. I think they're yeah. referred to as secret levels. Yeah, yeah. If we're if um, we're talking about like the 3D levels, yeah, they're usually pretty fine. Yeah. Uh, in terms yeah, like that, like the, they of, get they get yeah. challenging. Even where I'm at in the game right now, I'm in a I'm in World Four, and I I have died a couple times and had to restart levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like they're they're challenging, but it's a fair challenging. Like you get to that, and you're like, well, I could have done that better, and then then you execute on that and you complete it. But these two D levels that you find uh, like little cubes in the the main levels. There's one for each corresponding level. Uh, the two D levels honestly kind of suck. Like, it just doesn't feel like a good 2D platformer. Like, it, it's it's funny, because going into it, I, when I saw those 2D levels, I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. Like, the music is great. Mm-hmm. That looks like the 2D platformer. 2D platforming levels are going to be the best part about this game. And as I played them, I have played probably a half dozen of them, and none of them have really felt that fun. I would say the best part of those 2D levels is how it seems that they each have their own unique characteristic about each yeah. of them. I, I don't know if you played the one with those uh, those fuzzies all around, and if you hit one, like, distorts the screen. Yeah, yeah, they, they do have the touch fuzzy get dizzy level, which I thought was yeah, incredible. Yeah, I, I really thought that was I'll a, give credit where nice credit's touch. due. They're, they're creative, but I, I feel like the, the jumping in those is a little, it's a, I guess I want to say floaty. And then the time limit is probably the dumbest limitation I've seen in the game in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can be pretty tough. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I like I like exploring my 2D platformer levels, and basically you need to know what you're doing or else you're going to run out of time in those. Yeah. Well, there, there, there is the uh, upgrades that lets you extend the time limit on those 2D levels, too, that you can buy in the store. But wasn't it only extending your time after playing through them once? That's what I saw on the upgrade. That I mean, I haven't gotten all the upgrades, but that was yeah. I'll have to I'll the have one to upgrade that I've seen I, I is that was like the only. Uh, yeah, you get thirty seconds if you've already gone through the level, which is just like, well, I already beat it. My, my, I guess I could farm the blue orbs, but. Well, yeah, you you would have to if you want to buy all those yeah. um, items in the shop too, which I haven't done yet. Yeah, so with the two D levels, I I'm kind of half and half on them. I mean, some of them are pretty fun. Uh, but like you said, those time limits were a bit problematic because, like, I don't know. It, it. I'm not against time limits if it's like a kind of a fair time limit if you're just going through that level for the first time. Because, like, like, I don't know. It or maybe if they had like a time attack mode after you beat that yeah. level. But just yeah. having such a strict time limit when you're just still just trying to explore the level and figure out what you need to do and where you need to go. Uh, I. I didn't really dig that especially in the in some of the later uh 2d levels where there was a kind kind of a gimmick to the stage or like a special yeah. kind of mechanic and it's, it's some of them are just hard to kind of figure out like there's one where you have to uh kind of run along these ramps and when you run run on the ramp the the whole level tilts and that's the only oh, that's way you cool. can make the level tilt by going up those ramps but it's like it makes it it's really hard to figure out yeah. wh- what you need, like what ramp you need to go up in order to get up to the platform. Cause there's like a lot of different platforms where you can't really reach unless you go back in the level and find the ramp that you were supposed to roll onto and then go back to that one place. And that, you know, wastes a lot of time. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, that's unenjoyable <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that, um, 
while you're playing those levels, there is the map on, on the gamepad, but the problem I found is that it it's fixed and you can't zoom in. So like for the bigger levels, it was harder to find where you were on the gamepad and yeah. see where you need to go. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll have to side with you on that. I'm I'm about half and half on those. Like I do enjoy the the, the uniqueness of some of the mechanics, but it could the way they feel could be improved. Yeah. But the music's awesome though, so I'll give it. That. Yeah. yeah, the music <laughs> yeah. of those levels. The music of those levels too. almost more than make up for the the silly time time yeah. limit. And then you do have stuff like, and it's kind of funny because they do have time limits in other parts of the game. Like, uh, you go over. Well, I guess what is it? There's the parallel universe, and then like the bonus universe. I don't know. There's there's all these different dimensions and universes and stuff, and you get a little lost and all that. But you like go to this dark world yep. um, mm-hmm. periodically, and those are timed. And those you you do get upgrades where you can like extend. You know how how much yeah. time you have in there. But those no, work as kind of like mini challenges that whenever there is a time where it's like a tight fit, you'll probably be able to pick up a like a timer uh item so that yeah way can, and i and you know, I feel like I feel time. like the time I feel like the timers in those kind of like alternate world uh parts of the stages are a bit more fair than the two d levels yeah and then and then I mean the the thing at the end of the level where depending on how many of the blue guys you collect. Uh, you get to go and collect a bunch of orbs. They're kind of like bonus stages. Like they reminded me of the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, bonus stages in like Sonic Three, where you're going around with those orbs, except for um, not really nightmare fuel in that same way. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who's gone through those things and gotten near the end, and the, oh, you know, you took the wrong turn and you hit the wrong colored orb, and oh, yeah. you failed. Oh man, those were the bane of my existence <sighs> back, back when I was a kid. I, I still can't believe I... I I'm now, like, I'm having, like, more time flashbacks to the bonus stages of Sonic 1 now, where it's like, you just need one more Chaos Emerald, too bad, you hit the exit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's just, it's like, Armilla just has all these different influences on it, and mm-hmm. it really is the kind of thing where I can't pinpoint one exact game that I'm like, yep, that's what it's like. And I think that's kind of the coolest thing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it, yeah. yeah, it's, like, when, when I first played the game at PAX, uh, the developers were describing it as a cross between Mario Galaxy, Marble Madness, Super Monkey Ball, and Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was when I played even when I played that demo last year, I could see every single one of those influences. And it just like yeah, it, it just felt it like I said earlier, it just felt feels exactly like all of those games and just it's yeah. Surprisingly it, extremely satisfying more so than you know recent sonic games have been <laughs> yeah it's, it's probably the best sonic game i've played in about 20 years yeah, pretty much <laughs> yeah like like i said in my review i just thought it worked really well as a game you know it by pulling um the different genres together and you know with the, with the unlockables and stuff just putting everything together it just works really well and it has its own unique uh, style, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, I think all three of us would totally recommend Armillo. Oh, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is available on the Wii U eShop uh, for five ninety nine as an introductory price. I think it's kind of a mea culpa because it got delayed a little bit. Um, not actually sure how long it's going to be five ninety nine. I don't know if it's. The first, I think like, it's week, for about three month. weeks. Okay, for three weeks. So basically, the majority of the month of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get Armillo for just five ninety nine, 
which that's that's approximately a dollar a world. Um, so that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, not a bad deal at all. And then and then normally it's just going to be uh, seven ninety nine, uh, which is still a fantastic deal. And I think I think this is another game that it is a Wii U timed exclusive, so mm-hmm. you'll probably see it on other platforms as well. But for now, it's a cool Wii U game that you can play. There are games on Wii U, guys. It's amazing. What? Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to say that too. I'm just really glad to see another great shop element. You know, seeing these indie games come like they promise is is just nice to see. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, was, wish, I, I wish it happened three months ago, but I can't really complain because the stuff that's coming out now is kind of aces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was actually getting kind of worried. I mean, you wrote that editorial not too long ago about you know. Where all the eShop games are that were yeah, promised yeah, right. to come I tracked, out, but I uh, tracked I'd... down a lot of the developers and was just like, "Hey, where's your game?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thankfully they're all still on track for coming out, and this seems to be uh, you know a good step towards uh, the Wii U actually getting a really good library. Yeah, I mean, I, I they're just kind of getting better and better. Uh, also. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of to, to wrap up and talk about some of the other games that came out this week. Um, Guacamelee is out on Wii U. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is a fantastic Metroidvania game that uh, it's it's more of it's it's like a brawler come Metroidvania. Uh, hmm. And it's a lot of fun. I played it. I played through it on Vita last year. And I'm, I think I'm going to get the Wii U version because. Yeah, I've played a little I, bit of it on Steam and I, re- I really like it. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to double dip just yet. Yeah, I think for me because I, I like I got it when it came out on Vita, so that was that was about a year ago. So I'm I'm seeing all the reviews and stuff, and our our pretty glowing review, I believe, um, Clay Johnson gave it a nine out of ten. Very nice, um, and it's I think it deserves it. And reading his review just kind of made me go like, man, I should I should play that again. And they added a whole <laughs> bunch of new stuff. Um, there's like a new power up, new new like levels and bosses that are just kind of integrated into the main game. So it's not even like it's just like, here's an extra boss you can fight. It's just like, hey, we just basically went into the game and like, hey, we think we could add something here. And that's what they did. So I'm kind of curious to see how they did that. Very cool. And uh, I'm I'm also going to uh, be playing this weekend uh, for review uh, Bombing Bastards. Oh, which is a a other another new Wii U eShop game that I don't know that much about other than that. It's apparently it's like Bomberman. Um, okay. Well, we definitely need new Bomberman because Konami's not doing yeah. anything with it. Yep. And I think <laughs> it'll be better than that uh, that PS4 game called Basement Crawl that apparently was a crime against humanity so much so <laughs> that the developer publicly apologized and said we are going to rebuild the game from scratch. Sorry, it sucked. <laughs> um, I think that Bombing Jeez. Bastard should be better than that, and it is kind of it is kind of cute that uh. That the name Bombing Bastards got approved. I think uh, uh, another Wii U eShop game that's coming out in October, uh, Stealth Inc. 2, was originally a PC game called Stealth Bastard, and they yeah. changed the name to Stealth Inc. because they didn't think that Stealth Bastard would fly, but Bombing Bastards is fine. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. So I guess uh, and any other upcoming Wii U eShop games that you guys are looking forward to? Uh yeah, I'm still looking forward to uh getting my ha- uh cube director's cut. I'm still looking forward oh, to Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah cuz I think I think we I think we both cuz that was at PAX Prime as well, right? Yeah, I I played a few yeah, games I... that are still aren't out uh back at yeah. PAX Prime. Like Cube Director's Cut isn't out. 
uh, a world of Keflings isn't out yet, and I still have yeah. a you know little doll that they gave me after I played the demo. It's just like <laughs> Nehi Lumbra is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch. Well, I think Nehi Lumbra is coming out on PlayStation now. That might have been part of the reason for the delay. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I forgot about Cube Director's Cut. I played that demo at New York Comic Con and was intrigued. Like, there's a lot of uh, like all these Wii U shop games. I'm intrigued about, and if they came out, I'd probably buy them. Yeah, but me they too. need to come out. Yeah. I come think on, that's guys. About it. Where you at? Yeah. Release your games. We Please. will buy that. We have money. <laughs> I have I have approximately uh, $5.99 for our Milo. Um, and you should, too. I think I don't want everyone can afford that. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to buy a Happy Meal? or no, well, that, might, Not with that terrifying with new that. face on it, no. <laughs> Why? Why? Why would you want to buy something with like a terrifying face like that when you can have a very cute face like Armillo? Yeah, I mean, is an armadillo? You could yeah. you could hug Armillo in theory. I guess you could hug your Wii U while you play the game. Yeah, maybe. Oh, one thing I was gonna ask you guys, you guys about is, um, did you guys try out the uh, tilt controls? I have no, not I did yet, not. No. I kind of oh. don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um I just tested it out for a level and it is it makes it more difficult to navigate and you'll need imagine. some practice because um it it works well but not well enough for me to obviously do that over the regular controls. Yeah, it now, definitely I, it I definitely like... seems like, seems like it would be a game that would definitely benefit from analog sticks, you know, similar to something like Super Monkey Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because Super Monkey Ball even had that with the 3DS version, you could use a gyroscope, and it was a disaster and a half trying Man, to use, the, I for, use I the gyroscope that 3DS control. Game, I forgot that 3DS Super Monkey Ball it came out. It is better left unsaid. Um, <laughs> I, I think I reviewed that game and gave it a four. Oh, yikes. Um, not, a, not a big fan. Love Super Monkey Ball. And I even, like, after after reviewing Super Monkey Ball on 3DS... Like, before I posted the review, I went back and played the original and was just like, was I crazy? Was this ever good? Like, did was I just like, you know, I played this game when I was 14, and that's why I loved it? And then I went back and, like, I, I turned on Super Monkey Ball and GameCube. My my GameCube memory card was corrupted, so I didn't have my save data. I went and like, promptly played through the entire game. And then went back to Super Monkey Ball 3D and was like, no, this is still terrible. <laughs> the original game, still amazing. Yeah, the first game, two games no. are still fantastic games. I I yeah. don't think I've enjoyed a Super Monkey Ball since two. Like yeah. every one of every one that came out has been a slight disappointment in one way. Or I think another. I actually um because I think a Super Monkey Ball on the iPhone was like a launch game on the iPhone, and I recall playing that on a friend of mine's phone, and that was probably the best Super Monkey Ball since two. Hmm. Never tried that one out. I I, I think it might be overpriced. Um, cause it was like a long, uh, maybe they dropped the price by now, but was it, was terrible. that like one of the, like the launch games for the iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's when they were still trying to figure out like, you know, should we really price it at, you know, cause so I, I think it was, yeah. te- I think it was 10 bucks when it came out, but yeah. it's it probably dropped in price since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was before they figured out, Hey, we could sell a lot more games. So we just priced yeah. it like a buck. <laughs> yep. And that worked. That worked mm-hmm. very too well. Someone yeah. said. Yeah. Well, now we're not even talking about Nintendo, so I think we need to wrap this up. <laughs> All right, you know, guys. Um, yeah. Sorry. 
But uh, yeah, thanks thanks for listening to us. Talk about our mill. If you have any questions, be sure to hit us up on connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, you can find us all on Twitter. I am at N-R-O-N-1-0. Uh, Kurt, you are? I am at Curtis Bonds on Twitter. And you should check it. Everyone should watch Nintendo Weekend Report, uh, which is Kurt's weekly news show. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty wonderful. Yeah, I've he's, been. He's even got a deep peanuts cut in his last <laughs> one. It's, yeah, it's I was just t- a I was little t- slice of heaven. Yeah, I was telling him I had that song stuck in my head uh, for whatever reason. I don't know why I had <laughs> that particular song stuck in my head, and I just figured, you know what? I should really try and shoehorn this into the episode somehow, and uh, everyone seemed <laughs> to like it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then Aaron. If that didn't get that out of your head, I don't know what will, but that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Aaron, you are on Twitter, and your name is? Uh, the Sasquish. Good luck um, telling that. I'll, I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> so so where does that come from, the Sasquish? Um, well, that's actually a creature from Nino Cooney that released on oh, okay. PS3 last year. So oh, just I... just one of the, the, the winter little baby Sasquatch characters in the winter aisles. That's cute. Yeah. Good thing about change, Japan, but I don't know. We'll see. Change it to Armillo. There you go. He's cute. <laughs> he is. Air, I mean, you can't argue that. I, all right. We're, we're, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I feel Bye. like uh, whoever edits this, just make Aaron Mello the name of the episode and call it a day. Nice. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. And welcome to this, I don't know if it'll be a bonus segment, a regular segment, but who cares? Welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today I'm with Zach Kaplan. The best segment. That's what it will be. That's true. PC Elite. And uh, we are back with uh, our second PC gaming installment, I guess. Uh, you might recall a few months ago, uh, Zach and I were on here. Zach was just getting into uh, 
sort of uh, building up his PC for gaming and using the NVIDIA Shield and all that good stuff. And he just experienced uh, that wonderful, magical time of year that I guess that guess comes twice a year uh, in Steam sales. The summer uh, Steam sale just went on and ended a couple days ago. Um, they usually do one in the summer and then again around Christmas time. Um, so Zach lived through it. His wallet maybe did not live through it. Um, so I guess for those who don't do any PC gaming, whatever, the Steam sale is sort of this magical, like, two-week, uh, just crazy, crazy sale where every day, like, ten different games go on sale. Every couple hours, different games go on sale. And, like, you'll see prices cut, like, just crazy. I mean, old games, you kind of expect, but even new games, like... Something like Wolfenstein, the New Order, which just came out what maybe a month ago, and yeah. one one day was like half off. Yeah, I um, didn't have the money for that one by that point, but yeah, it was late in the sale. Too bad. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Um, so yeah, it's just it's amazing. I I don't I don't know. I, I'd love to see like the sales figures and see what games uh, do during the sale that make it worth it. Because obviously, I mean, these companies that make these games think there's a, a reason to do it because every year, uh, or even twice a year, they're volunteering their new, uh, $60 games to be slashed, uh, in price in some way. Well, I mean, um, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, The Reckoning has to make money somehow, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll see sales for, like, yeah, old games or games that, uh, notoriously didn't do so well. Like, I think, uh, Aliens Colonial Marines, like, the first day was on sale for, like, five bucks, um, which probably still isn't worth, uh, purchasing, uh, even for that price. No, probably um, not. No, but let's talk a little bit about what we bought. Um, Zach, why don't you why don't you go first? And and even you know, Zach, you can talk a little bit about just the excitement of the Steam sale as as it was your first. Well, it was very exciting. Um, Did you know what to expect? I mean, have you have you heard of like just how crazy Steam sales are? Uh, I knew they were a big deal because Reddit told me. Okay. Uh, but I didn't expect to actually spend that much how much did you spend in, in all i mean estimate uh well it, i i don't know maybe <laughs> i i might have only spent like 50 dollars but i got a lot more games than i thought i would get yeah i got maybe i should rephrase what i said I, it was a better value than i thought it would be it was oh yeah absolutely. I didn't realize. I thought I was still going to be paying like fifteen dollars for each game or something. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was that big a sale. Oh yeah. So yeah, I bought a couple different games. Uh, I'm just looking at my list now. I got. Do you mind if I just list them off? No, go ahead. All right. So. Do you have the prices too that you paid for them? Do you remember? Uh, I remember them. Okay. They're that memorable. So good. I got Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, just the regular edition. That was five, okay. $5. Fallout New Vegas, um, the complete edition or whatever it's called, with all the DLC, that was around $7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Far Cry 3, that was $7. Mass Effect 2, which was $5. Uh, and lastly was the Lego Movie for $7. The video game. Oh, wow. That's relatively new, too. Yeah. Well, I had had it on the PS4, but then sold it. But I got more, like... It was worth buying again for the price it was at. Right. That's awesome. Have you had time to even, like, dive into anything yet? 
Not really. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's the uh, sort of counterpoint or the dark like underside of the Steam sale is that if you have like backlog troubles already normally and like purchasing games at full price or you know somewhat lower prices, the Steam sale will like make your backlog just explode. Yeah, um, I mostly play on my Nvidia Shield, so. It's usually, like, times when I'm using my handhelds, so, like, before I go to bed and stuff like that. Actually, mm-hmm. I use my handhelds pretty much all the time, but I have to be within range of the Wi-Fi connection yeah. for this one. Because I tried playing, uh, I don't know, one of the games on on the PC with actual PC controls, and it was mm-hmm. very difficult for me. <laughs> I need to... Well, which, which one did you try? Uh, well, it wasn't one from the Steam sale, but I tried playing Force Unleashed 2 without a... Okay. It was... It was very scary. (laughs) Yeah, it can sometimes depend. Uh, some games, uh, when they're ported to PC are optimized for, uh, keyboard and mouse, and sometimes they aren't, which is an experience I had with one of the games I bought. But before we get to me, um... Kind of, uh, I guess, unrelated to the Steam sale, but related to our last segment. How are you liking the uh, the Nvidia Shield now? And did you get your PC all uh, souped up so you could stream, uh, you know, relatively flawlessly? Yeah, I did actually. I mean, I ran into some problems with my PC. At first, it would um, overheat and it kept crashing, heating. Mm. But that just got fixed by putting some more thermal compounds on. Oh, okay. Uh, between the yeah, the processor and the processor fan. Yeah, and now it this the fan every once in a while sounds like really disturbingly. <laughs> it hasn't crashed at all, so that's awesome. Yeah. So what did you end up all replacing? Because I think last time we talked, it was just going to be a video card, but I, I know you ended up having to do more. Uh, so I did a graphics card, a power supply, and processor. The, the processor was a little complicated because my computer is a couple years old and it was only compatible with certain processors. Right. So yeah. in order to get a quad-core processor that would work with it, it had to be one used that I bought from, like, 2010. Right. It had, yeah, I had to get it, it off, like, eBay. Yeah, used, for sure. Yeah. And that's always a risky proposition, buying, like, used computer parts, but that's cool that it worked out. Well, I um, wasn't as risky since my friend bought it for me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. risky for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I paid him back since it worked, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he had money to throw around, so. Yeah. Wow, cool, cool yeah. friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's something people don't necessarily realize, is that, yeah, you can upgrade your processor, but... As motherboards change and processors uh, change, uh, you know, new processors, the the shape of the processor itself doesn't always fit in older motherboards. Um, so yeah, motherboards from 2010 will typically only be compatible with you know processors released around that time. So that's exactly what you ran into. But that's cool that you're able to find a used one. Um, how much did it set you back used? Hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean that's that's not terrible. I mean a new processor, you know, is anywhere between like one fifty to two hundred if you're gonna get, you know, something that's gonna let you game like you did, so considering um, this should I'm planning on hopefully the PC lasting me at least another year gaming. Yeah. Before I go to college or do whatever I do. Still <laughs> figuring that out. Yeah, I'll well still be playing yeah. games. Yeah, either way. Yeah. There you go. 
Cool. And so now streaming to the NVIDIA is working well from your PC? I mean, yeah. as long as you're within range of the Wi-Fi? Yeah, it works great. Um, the thing about the NVIDIA Shield is, is like many Android devices, it gets constant reiterations. So, mm. well, at least a yearly one. It hasn't officially been announced yet, but apparently it may be coming out next month in August. Oh, really? Like what, the NVIDIA Shield 2, basically? Yeah. Um, And I'm probably gonna have to buy it because well perfectionism yep uh Here's... <laughs> i mean but do you, have you like heard any rumors about what's supposed to be so different about it well it has a i don't know if you're familiar with like processors and this but it has this new tegra k1 processor which is i don't know it's really powerful sure it has i think four gigabytes of memory ram Whatever, oh okay. Which is a lot for a mobile device. It's pretty. It's very powerful. Is mainly the big improvement. So it sounds like it'd be able to do more of its own processing rather than like strictly streaming. Yeah, well, I mean, right now it can run games. Like a big deal, like around a month ago, was they released on Google Play Portal Two. I mean, no, just Portal and Half Life Two. Oh yeah. And I, it, that must have been really shocking to your daughter because... <laughs> yeah, you started her scream, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big Portal and Half-Life 2 fan, so she's uh, she's in disbelief. Yeah. But, um, oh, okay, so that's cool. Um, but did it, and it ran well on the NVIDIA Shield, or not so much? Uh, I've only gone Half-Life 2. It runs pretty well. There's a lot of load times, but I asked a friend who's a fan of the game, and they told me there are a lot of load times in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not seamless like a like sort of, and it's not even an open world game, but it's not seamless like how a game would be today, where it would basically load once and then you could just run amok. Um, yeah, it'll load several times within the same uh, within the same like environment, basically or same level, if you will. So yeah, that's not out of the ordinary. Yeah, I was considering taking the time to write a review for the other site I write for now oh yeah yeah you can plug it go ahead plug uh, it this is our non-nintendo segment go for <laughs> it uh yeah <laughs> i don't know just had to make that sound that's the <laughs> that's the warning that we're not okay okay visit uh droidgamers.com it's all about android gaming oh nice droid spelled like spell it d-r-o-i-d thanks star wars yeah gamers spelled like as gamers <laughs> and dot com but like an actual dot not dot right if you type dot that might not get you anywhere no it won't cool so that yeah you should do that why not uh half-life 2 is fantastic because then i'll have to finish the game yeah that's true and i i have a fear of finishing games because that means i i spent my money on something i'm done with so you'd want to like kind of have that feeling that it's always there that you can always yes. enjoy it yeah hmm. i actually side note i about games being done with them i sold um skyward sword and ocarina of time 3d when i came to the realization that i was never gonna play them again. like so you had beaten them once and then after that you just figured you didn't need to own them anymore yeah i had i had finished them a while ago so and I had no plans to go back to them, so I bought We Fit You, which could make a whole another segment. 
weight loss goals and weight loss so far. And we that's another segment. Yeah, get that Nintendo out of this Nintendo podcast. We don't want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, well, honestly, that's probably a healthy habit. I think getting rid of games when you're done with them and you know you're not going to play them. I I think that's much better than the opposite of holding on to games forever and like just having your living room packed with like games from six years ago that you're never going to play again. It's so. it's not it's not. <laughs> um. So for myself and the Steam sale, the only game I bought, um, just because I didn't want to go crazy this summer, and as you'll find as you, um, and Alex and I talked about this last week, but as you continue on through uh, consecutive Steam sales, you slowly kind of pick up everything that they're going to put on sale, save for any new releases that go on sale. So the, the Yeah, I noticed the, by the second week... There was a lot of repeats. Yeah, so you kind of um, hit a point where there's just not much you're excited in that you didn't already get before. So, like, uh, I told Alex uh, last week, but I bought Dishonored, like, a year ago um, for 5 bucks, and I haven't even played it yet. And then it was on sale this year for 5 bucks, and it's just like, okay, well, I already have you, and I haven't touched you. Um, the only game I ended up getting was Dark Souls 2, and I think Alex and I will talk more about that at some point. But I'm kind of how you said he uh, playing, what was it, Force Unleashed 2? Um, yeah. on keyboard and mouse didn't really work. Dark Souls 2 to me is like not at all uh, designed to be used with keyboard and mouse. Or it could be, but when they released it, they didn't do a good job of uh, implementing keyboard and mouse. Uh, so much so that when you're playing the game, the on-screen prompts uh, actually show Xbox uh, controller buttons versus like what they're actually binded to on your keyboard and mouse. So it's saying like to pick up this item press the Y button, and it's got a big yellow Y button. Yeah, that's... Uh, and on on the keyboard, it's like... God, I don't even remember what it was. It was something weird. You had to, like, hold control and right-click or something yeah. really stupid like that. When I when I tried playing Force Unleashed 2, I ended up just, like, banging the keyboard against my head to see what worked. <laughs> Five minutes yeah. after that, I'm like, I'll just go back onto the internet and do nothing yeah. with my there life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of the other peril of PC gaming is when you get to um, uh, games that are ported from console, or at least the the lead uh, platform was console. Then yeah, you you get situations where the uh, the keyboard bindings and everything are just not not very well implemented. Um, usually first person shooters aren't a problem; it's all pretty universal. Yeah. Um, but when you get to like yeah third person action games, you can sometimes. Uh, get into trouble there. I wonder how um, GTA Five will play when it's it is being it is coming to PC, right? Yeah, and when it comes to PS4 and Xbox One, yeah, it's going to come to PC finally too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe because it's coming so much later, maybe they'll put a little bit more care into it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Or maybe um, because care costs money, they won't. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, what you find is games look a lot better on the PC, at least if you can run them in, in high res and everything um, at their highest settings. So Dark Souls 2 looked fantastic as I was playing it, but it was so cumbersome to control, and that's not a game where you can really afford cumbersome controls as, like, every room you enter, there's a possible ambush. Um, so, And then you're pretty steeply punished for death. So uh, that didn't go so well for me, but you know, I got it for it's sixty dollars, or maybe it's just fifty. But either way, I got it for thirty, um, which was a yeah, pretty good deal, good I thought. Yeah, for a game that just came out like two months ago on PC, so uh, maybe someday I'll go back to it. But it was just stressing me out, and I just didn't want to deal with it. If I ever finally pony up and just get a Xbox One or Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty controller for my PC, then I might do that. But 
keyboard and mouse has served me pretty well, and I'm not in a hurry to go pick up another controller. So, I would assume an Xbox 360 wired controller runs pretty cheap now. So, yeah, I probably could. I even used. I could probably go to GameStop and get one, and would probably wouldn't send me back too far. So, if I get desperate at some point, I'll probably do that. Yeah, just um, have to wipe off all the stains of sadness on it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be, like, all yellowed and discolored. Maybe I'll get, like, a black one so I can avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on uh, to the second part of this segment, uh, which you had brought up. Wait, there's a and part that, two? There is a part two. Wow. Uh, well, this was this was all your idea, so you shouldn't be surprised. But the, the audience doesn't know that. That's true. Bum, bum, bum. And it is, uh, do we see or how could Nintendo ever implement a uh, Steam sale type sale uh, on the eShop. Well, is that something we, we could see happening, and, and how could they do it? Well, first, what Nintendo needs to do is kind of get their head out of their ass. <laughs> and then they could probably do it. Well, I'll say, I'll, I'll give Nintendo some credit in that they're, they've done some sales, and, and pretty regularly games do go on sale on the eShop. Now, it's usually not nintendo's own first party stuff but a lot of times the indie games will go on sale um which is already a huge improvement over where we were with the the wii and the uh dsi uh shops we, where uh, like every hey we do not talk of the dsi shop <laughs> yeah nintendo world report connectivity no there's not much to talk about but um you know nothing ever went on sale there um, and they've done a little bit, like, I don't know if you remember, uh, just during E3 about a month ago now, um, they had that sale for the whole week of E3 where it's like every, uh, game that featured like a character who was talked about at E3 was 30% off or something like that. So I think like Kirby games and Mario games, um, Kid Icarus, I think. Uh, see, the problem I've had with their sales so far is that the discounts are either too small mm-hmm. or, and when I say too small, I mean like... $5 off really isn't going to make people get back on the eShop. I, I really don't think it's going to. Mm-hmm. If it's a $60 game and it's like, oh, now it's 55 Whatever. Right, that's like, it's so minuscule. Yeah, I but would agree. One of the problems is the the games they discount, and this also, it ends up not being much of a discount, even if it's a big amount because the game is so cheap in the first place. When they discount like virtual console games... Right, so yeah, if the game's already $8 and you take 30% off, then what are we looking at, like $6? Yeah, you know? and they do that with like NES games, so they'll be like, hey, pay $3.24 for Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you can go buy a cactus and put that on your head, and you'll have about as much fun. <laughs> I, I, the, the pointy part of the cactus. not Sure, put it upside down, yeah. not the roots. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I guess I could see, I see your point there. Um, so if you envision Nintendo implementing some sort of Steam sale, I mean, how do you, how do you envision it? Uh, I Like, what's your dream eShop sale? My dream eShop sale would just be to take, well, first off, discount the games that almost everyone owns, they can afford to discount those 50-60% off, because... Mm-hmm. It's only going to increase sales dramatically, so they'll end up just making a lot more. I mean, yeah. if it, I don't think, if you haven't bought, bought Super Mario 3D World yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> you own a Wii U, you haven't bought it, that's your own. 
So just mm-hmm. if they put it fifty percent off, it, if you won't buy it for thirty dollars, then you're definitely never gonna buy it. So yeah, but if so, thirty dollars off, you know that's a significant discount, and on a game so well reviewed and well received, I guess. I just see that, like, being successful, even to people who don't necessarily aren't into Mario. Yeah. I mean, the bigger the discount, the better. Like, if they put Super Mario 3D World on sale, so it was only $15, uh, I think even people who say, you know, screw Mario, too many Mario games, are like, oh, I might have to get that. Yeah, I mean, this stems to, like, larger issues, though, even uh, in the physical realm, where Nintendo games, like, historically don't drop in price first party games never drop in price uh and if they do it's like three years down the road and then they drop to maybe thirty dollars and then they stay there they never go lower lower than that yeah that is kind of a problem uh that that's not just i think now we're talking about just problems with nintendo in general well, I don't even know if it's so much problems I don't know that that's hurting them in any way I mean it's, it's hurting being... the consumer sure. Sure, I would, yeah, I would agree with that, but I mean, I'm sure they've got all kinds of sales data that suggest these first-party titles can be sold for these prices, because people will will still pay it. Honestly, just to go on a little side rant here, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're gonna, I'm not saying you're doing it, but like, people just, if you're gonna say, oh, it's not good for Nintendo, like, what the hell do you care if it's gonna hurt Nintendo a little to be more consumer-friendly? I think that goes with all companies to be said. If they're being, if they're having stupid business practices, it's just not. You you don't need to you don't need to worry about Awada's paycheck. <laughs> That's not your problem, right? Think about yourself first, and think about your fellow <laughs> gamers. There you go. Yeah, no, I mean, I I agree with you. I'm not it, a sale. It doesn't, doesn't make me worry about the, the state of the company. Like it or doesn't anything. make you less of a fan to want games on sale right so, and i mean like you're and i mean to your point putting games in sales it, it might increase sales yeah. uh and in fact i would suggest it does based on the fact that steam sales still go on and that marquee titles go on crazy uh crazy sales so um i think there is some truth there that sales can't help um it's just something yeah nintendo just hasn't really done no they they really haven't I mean, you you look at something like the PlayStation Store, they're a bit better, but a lot of it also has to do with if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, so you're already having to pay $50 more a year to get well, yeah, discounts but, and free games. Yeah, so. that is where it all comes from, yeah, so it does come from like a paid service. Now, in the end, you, you usually end up saving a whole lot more money than the 50 you're spending, Yeah, uh, even just in free games alone, let alone, yeah, the sales that all like ps plus users get yeah um but uh, this is another point to be made just about nintendo's eShop. we're just getting the first cross buy game on uh <laughs> wii u and 3ds yeah. it's not made by nintendo but and it's i guess it wouldn't officially be called cross buy because that's more of playstation's uh branding for term yeah. yeah that's the popular term for it but why Aren't NES games cross by? Yeah. Why do I have to buy Super Mario Brothers three twice? And, and is has that gone on sale yet? I mean, not on sale. Like, can you buy it yet on the Wii U eShop, or are they still saying coming soon? 
Oh, no, no, it's out on both. It's out on Wii U and 3DS now. Okay, just checking, because I was listening to older connectivity on a walk, and I was, like, listening to someone bitch about it. Well, yeah, because it was supposed to come, like, months ago, and uh, it it just never came. And then finally it came, I want to say, about maybe a month and a half ago, I think sometime in May. And uh, when I say bitch about it, that's something worth bitching about, Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, no, the cross-buy thing is a big issue, and it'll be interesting to see what happens now. In my mind, Nintendo still isn't going to do it with their first-party stuff, which I think is going to make the fact that now people know it's feasible, like it's not a limitation of hardware, um, or like a weird account system, that you can actually do it, and Nintendo's just choosing not to do it. I think that's going to be a pretty big deal. Maybe they'll choose to do it a year after Smash Brothers comes out. A year after Smash Brothers comes out? What, you're saying with Smash Brothers? Like, no, not with Smash Brothers. Wait till a year after Smash Brothers comes out. So then, they'll, with, a, with whatever games that, are, that could be crossed by come out, they don't have to do it with Smash Brothers. Because they can say, oh, that was released a year ago, there's no way we cross Oh, well, Smash Brothers to me is different enough that I wouldn't expect them to do it with something like that. Um, even if, like, all the content is relatively the same. Uh, um, I... PlayStation All-Stars. Was that cross-buy? Yep. Oh. Well, that is actually pretty impressive. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't expect it from that. I, I don't even need that. Give me virtual console games. That's what I need. I don't, I'm not expecting everything here. They can, they can sell me two copies of Smash Brothers. Just let me play, like you said, Mario 3 on both my systems by purchasing it once. Let's do that. Let's start there, and then we'll, we'll see where we can go from there. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> We gotta sometimes, like, when it comes to Nintendo, you sometimes need to really set your expectations low. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I can't wait to read the comments on this, uh, on the talkback. Yeah, you're gonna be fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be fired by the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it takes. S- um, strongly worded letters. <laughs> so, I think that will about do it for this, uh, this segment. So if you missed uh, the Steam sale this past two weeks, sorry about that. Um, I guess check out Steam come Christmas time. Um, if you'd like to talk to either of us about PC gaming specifically, um, you could do that on Twitter. Um, Zach is are you still still diver, right? Yep. Capital okay. S capital capital S capital W <laughs> capital S capital <laughs> D. Does that even matter? I don't think that matters, does it? I think so. Does it? I think so. Huh, I'll have to check that Wait, out. Wait, am I capital? Yeah, capital S, capital D. But So is there another steel diver with lowercase? I don't think the case matters. I think it matters. Okay, well, we'll find out. I'm going to tweet lowercase s and lowercase d and see what happens. Maybe it's the official Nintendo steel diver Twitter account. Um, and then I am OKSoda on, uh, on Twitter. So you can ask us PC questions or talk to us about PC stuff or... Um, Talk about how crazy Zach is for all his Nintendo contrary, hating. <laughs> yeah. Contrary to popular belief, though, Scott Thompson is better than OK. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess we're, I, I wasn't going to plug this at all on here, but now that we're talking PC gaming, I might as well. Um, the Like this past week, I've gotten kind of into um, doing YouTube casts of my StarCraft Two replays. Ooh. So I'll I'll play the replays and I'll do like a commentary over them and just talk about what happened and my strategy and the opponent's strategy and uh, 
how I won because I probably won't really do many where I lose because what's the fun in that? I want to look like a badass. So um, you can find those on my YouTube channel. I think it's just my name. I don't really know. I guess the best way to find it might be just to go to my Twitter account and find them there. I've linked them a few times. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I should find out what my YouTube name is. That's probably a good way that, to promote your YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> to know what the hell you're posting under. Um, so there you go. I'll, I'll do better about that. Um, so yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for being here, Zach, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and please, if you've got a moment, rate and review the show on iTunes.